Derby weekend for Christmas in Wales. Welcome to the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Next Wales coach Wayne Pivak starts to unveil his coaching team, including former Scotland forwards coach Jonathan Humphreys. You know, it's a hell of a thing to be asked to coach a country, one that makes me extremely proud. Hopefully, you know, we develop really strong relationships with the regions and look really forward to it. Attack coach Stephen Jones says it won't be quite as simple as bringing the Scarlet's attack to Wales. We're fully aware that winning is very, very important and uh, if the style we brought or adopted has got us winning results then uh, that's the, the path we'll go down. Well, the derbies are an important date in the calendar for Ospreys captain Justin Tipperick. Basically, you know, uh, especially the derby games, Christmas is uh, around the corner and yeah, whether you have a good Christmas or uh, not a good one, so no, they're, they're big games. Yes, a special focus on the derbies coming up, but first, next Wales coach Wayne Pivak unveiled most of his coaching team for when he takes over after the next World Cup. Neil Jenkins continues as skills coach, Paul Stridgen as head of physical performance, but the headlines were for Stephen Jones as attack coach and John Humphreys as forwards coach, both former Wales captains. Wayne Pivak explained his thinking. Both gentlemen, very experienced coaches, very successful, great playing careers, both Welsh and very, very passionate uh, rugby men. And I think uh, that has shown through and I think they'll offer a lot to uh, the national team. Obviously we're doing our roles with the Scarlets in Glasgow and that'll continue to the end of the season and that'll be the main priority for all of us. Outside of that, there is the first six nations to be looking forward to um, post-rugby World Cup and then a June tour. So probably looking at uh, those opponents and starting to do a bit of research and making sure that we're well planned and organised coming into uh, the role post the World Cup. We'll be officially on board um, payroll, so to speak, uh, from July. Yeah, there'll be uh, a lot of work being done behind the scenes. Um, There's regions to get around and build relationships here, uh, which we're going to be doing, and we look forward to that. So, John Humphreys is coming back to Wales after six years in Scotland with the national team and then Glasgow. I started speaking to Wayne around about September time. So we had a sort of informal conversation, you know. We asked the questions of each other and um, he asked about his interest in. Of course, I said, yeah. You know, it's a hell of a thing to be asked to, to coach a country and um, one that makes me extremely proud. What have you made of Welsh rugby from afar in the time you've been in Scotland? Well, since I've been away in Scotland, we only beat them once. So, um, no, it's, it's strong. You know, there's so much strength and depth. That's the big thing here. You know, there's so many kids playing rugby. Hopefully, you know, we develop really strong relationships with the regions, get as many kids through as we can. I'm really looking forward to it. Scotland are on a bit of a roll, a bit of a resurgence over the last 12 months. We're going into the World Cup. How, how do you see the relative jockeying for position if you like in this part of the world of where everybody is I think it's really strong the Six Nations this year is going to be you know it's going to be a real strong competition in regards to Scotland you know over the last few years you can see that the relationship between you know the regions and the national body is really strong and I think that's been huge in terms of developing strength and depth and, and competition for places so yeah I think it's going to be a real strong Six Nations and and hopefully see all the home nations do well in the World Cup but with the World Cup, the last one I was lucky enough to be involved in, Scotland could have been in the semi-finals. There's chances to get through. You've got to make sure that you peak at the right time. And, but your powerhouses will always be there, thereabouts. And you must think there's still something special about Wales and the potential here for you to come back and leave that Scottish resurgence behind. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I said, the amount of talent that's in Wales is phenomenal. You know, I've said that my time up in Scotland. So to come back and coach your, your country, I never thought that would ever happen to me. So, you know, I'm extremely honoured to even be asked to do it. So I'm really looking forward to it. You've led your country out here at the Principality Stadium. How much do you think that gives you an advantage in taking on a coaching job with Wales? Yeah, that, that's extremely proud moments but as a coach I think you quickly learn to live and die with what you put in front of the players you know that's what I'm keen to do I'm keen to go out there and gain their trust you know be around them as much as I can in their regional environments and hopefully build together do you have to look forward a generation as it were that uh, obviously everything at the moment is focused on the 2019 World Cup your job is almost to focus on four years time isn't it to some extent yeah I'm beyond that I'm really keen to look at the uh, under-20s, the under-18s, see where they are, hopefully provide some help for, for those. Um, because, you know, this is definitely about four, five, six, seven, eight-year cycles. And uh, to make sure that, that Wales are competitive beyond the next World Cup. And Wayne Pivak is uh, a new boss. Uh, what do you think are his qualities and how he'll work together? I've coached against Wayne, you know, the last couple of years. Um, a few of those haven't been great memories for me. He's a great man manager, a good man. I think we have very similar philosophies in, in what we want. So I'm really looking forward to, to working with him, you know, aren't Stephen? Similar philosophies in what ways? How we want a game to play, how we want us to work in re- regards to the regions, how closely we want to work with them. Some of the things that I was talking about, he's, he's very much on board and the same with me. So I'm looking forward to it. Obviously the second time you moved into international coaching role first time you were taking over a side pretty near the bottom now you know they've just had a historic November just contrast the two positions of Scotland then and Wales now yeah when I went to, to Scotland it was it was a real challenge and one I you know, really enjoyed the basis to that was the relationship between the regions and the unit all had the same vision you know I'm lucky enough that that Wales right now are in a great spot and you look at it and you say well this is you know, it's a great team to be involved with beyond this I'm looking at perhaps the, the, the kids who are not on the international stage right now. How, how do we develop those? How do we create a lot of strength and depth to make sure that, that there is massive competition for places? There was a significant improvement in Scotland's fortunes while you were there. What do you think the key to that was that you can look to build on here? I think that. I think the, the relationship um, between both the regions and the union, they all had a very similar vision about what they wanted. And it, and it allowed us to go out and, and sort of develop you know, for two, three years in advance, not, not get caught up in the here and now and to make change. So, but, you know, it's a slightly different scenario than what's with Wales right now. Stephen Jones, of course, has been a key force in the way the Scarlets have played their way to success over the last couple of seasons. So what are his thoughts about his new role? First and foremost, obviously, I'm delighted to be given the opportunity. I'm fully committed and focused on the Scarlets till the end of the season. And then obviously have a little break and then it's pretty much preparation, just looking at players moving forward for the Six Nations. Obviously the Welsh boys will be out in Japan for the World Cup, but there'll be a lot of guys playing Pro 14 rugby at that point as well back in Wales. You've been working under Wayne Pivak at the Scarlets. What's he like? What kind of coach is he? He's excellent. He's a people's person, uh, wonderful knowledge of the game, very supportive character and uh, very fortunate that he's given me this opportunity. And as a coach, how do you think he compares and how's his potential internationally to people that you know, like Warren Gatland, like Steve Hansen, guys that you've played under? How does he compare to them? Yeah, well, he's got a wealth of knowledge. You know, He's uh, been in the game for such a long period, worked with so many of the, the 
the top players in, in world rugby. His communication skills are fantastic, you know, how he deals with players and gets the best out of them and he's a great quality and uh, the responsibility he gives to his staff as well and gets the best of his staff is a, is a great trait. Warren Gatland and Rob Howley have lasted 10 years. Can you and Wayne do that? <laughs> That's a great question, isn't it? Uh, you know, one thing I'm fully aware of, uh, we're going to be in the spotlight. Obviously, it takes time, doesn't it, to implement the new style and what have you, but uh, we're fully aware that we'll be judged early on and it's part and parcel of the job, isn't it? He sets very high standards now. He talks about going to the World Cup, Warren Gatland, and, and winning the World Cup and wanting to be the best team in the world. Is that where you are? Is that what your standards are going to be? Of course, it's great. You know, you look at uh, what um, Warren and Rob and the other coaches have achieved. You know, you a lot of quality players, world-class players, good youngsters coming through. The environment they've created, very, very competitive. And you know, Welsh rugby is healthy. And uh, credit those guys. If you look at the, the state of rugby and the squad we have going potentially going to that World Cup, is is in a great place. And uh, you know, every Welsh supporter will be very, very excited. We've got the people who didn't feature in that autumn uh, series, you know, your likes of uh, Toby Falatau, just to name one, world-class players. And that's what's healthy, isn't it? You know, competition for places and, uh, you know, as a coach, that's what you want, isn't it? Is that a stronger squad than any of the ones that you were involved in, do you think? A lot of depth and competition for places, uh, you know, across the board and it probably is, in fairness. You talked about responsibilities. How's the relationship between Wayne and yourself work in terms of who runs what? In, in well, obviously, ultimately, Wayne's the boss, and <laughs> uh, you know <laughs> the relationship I have with Wayne, which is great. You know, from my perspective, I bring ideas from the attack and discuss it with Wayne. Wayne will then evolve those ideas, and then we then present back to the to the group. And uh, you know, I'm very fortunate. It's, it's a very healthy relationship, but there's a lot of constant dialogue to just improve things. And you seem to have uh, developed a fair group of Scarlets for the national side in the uh, in the last couple of years. We take massive satisfaction if we can uh, bring a player through and, and elevate them to the international stage. It's hugely rewarding as a coach, and you know we take a, take massive satisfaction in that. And you'll be looking presumably to look at the next generation of players, the next cycle for the twenty twenty three World Cup. Yes, <laughs> certainly. You know and. Um, Obviously, he's uh, under twenties World Cup going on again this summer. You know, some of those players will probably be featuring in the, that World Cup moving forward. And it's important that our, our talent ID is uh, spot on, and you know that's part of the preparation work. As far as you're concerned, how much do you think your vast playing experience for Wales will help you as a coach for Wales? Uh, good question. Prob. Obviously, you're fully aware of uh, the intensity of the uh, international experience and the day and the tournament, the Six Nations. You're prepared from that side, but from a coaching perspective, it's it's a different element because you've got 30 guys to be responsible for where playing is quite selfish in in effect. You just have to get your own house in order. As a coach, you've got the responsibility to make sure you get the best out of the group. As an outside half, you probably understand better than anybody in Wales the difference between fans want romance there's a reality to winning (laughs) games the Scarlets have attempted to bring a bit of a romantic element to reality is that a fair uh that's very nice of you to say that I think you know we're fully aware that winning is very very important and uh if the style we brought or adopted has got us winning results then uh, that's the, the path we'll go down 
and that's what you'd be looking to achieve. You just sort of explain what that philosophy is a little bit. Uh, it'll be different because obviously different group of players, different athletes, different skill sets. You know what we've got to be clever in is uh, the style of play that we create here, and we can't become predictable. And you know we we've got to be able to sort of Constantine. We've got to be playing north south rugby, and we we also want to move some balls. So. We've got to be quite smart in the way we play. So it's not just going to be as simple as chucking the ball around all over the shop. No, no, far from it. Yeah, (laughs) far from it. You're listening to the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Of course, this weekend sees the start of three successive weeks of Welsh derbies. We'll hear more about the Blues Dragons shortly, but we'll start with the Ospreys hosting the Scarlets. A big game for Ospreys captain Justin Tipperick. Big game for everyone, really. If you're an Osprey or a Scarlet, and basically, you know, uh, especially the derby games, this Christmas is uh, around the corner, and uh, whether you have a good Christmas or uh, not a good one. So, no, they're, they're big games. and. Now you're playing against teammates that you played with the other day and now they're opposition, so yeah, they're always big games. Do you have to uh, calm yourself down rather than hype yourself up for these then? Uh, no, I think the older you get, I don't know, maybe the start of your career you would be, but the older you get, kind of calm down a bit. And the Scarlets have lost a few in their back row this season, but uh, with James Davis back to uh, fitness, we'll be no doubt looking to give you a game personally. They've got good back rowers, and even when we played them at the start of the season, when they were missing a few, they, you know you're in for a tough game. Uh, they've always got strength and depth in their back row, um, and we know our back row always have tough games against them, and there's be no difference uh, with the weekend coming. Wayne Pivak was trying to suggest that your favourites for this one. Uh, Matt Sherritt said that uh, Scarlets are definitely favourites. Everyone wants to be the underdog from the sound of it. <laughs> I don't think we've won against them for the last five games, so. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we can be the favourites uh, when you look at the the record of it. So, But no, obviously, <coughs> you go into the games and you, you want to win the games that you go into, especially, obviously, the big derby games. But obviously, they're a world-class team. They, you know, they're the ones who have um, all the success over the last few years and and uh, they're going to be coming here to, to beat us again. I still think they're, obviously, the leading team in Wales at the minute. And obviously, we, we want to get that title back, obviously, from having it for so many years but yeah we're obviously building uh, nicely at the minute and we just got to keep on climbing our way to, to being back to the best. What about the uh, fixture list over Christmas holiday period this year it's uh, spread out over successive weekends rather than trying to get three rounds into two weekends is that a good thing as far as the players are concerned? Uh, yeah I, th- I think so yeah as a player's point of view it's obviously usually in the past I think we try and rotate those squads a bit probably some of the toughest games you're going to play all year and you've got to play them in a shorter period uh, because derby games are always physical and they're tough games to play in and uh, yeah to spread out is obviously better for the players and even better than off the pitch and you've got to spend a bit of time with your families and stuff. With the game coming what four or five days after Christmas does that mean you get a small bit of Christmas pudding on your plate rather than <laughs> at all? Uh, yeah yeah uh, it depends if our conditioner is watching or not so um no, we probably boys probably try and enjoy a bit of Christmas, but no, we know we'll have a job to do in a few days, so you, you can't go crazy, shall we say? And uh, one other thing, you've worked uh, and uh, Jonathan Humphreys here at the Ospreys. Um, what's he like as a coach? Uh yeah, he's. I think first thing he's a great bloke, more than anything. He's um, top guy at uh, 
I learned loads off when I was first coming through the academy and coming into the first team and uh, yeah he's obviously a great coach and great bloke and yeah see, see what happens there, so. what sort of style of coach is he in terms of dealing <coughs> with the players and um, so yeah he just he has a bit of fun with the boys I guess but uh, when it comes down to working you, you know you got to switch on because you know he loves his scrums and line outs especially the scrum time um, and that's the type of character he is a lot of attention in the midfield battle in that game with arguably the top four centres in Wales in direct opposition. It's an important clash for Osprey centre Owen Watkin. For me it's quite big because well, since, since I played for Osprey I've never, never beaten the Scarlet so um, nice to kick off the new year with a win this weekend so we're all looking forward to it but I think we've just got to focus on ourselves now really. How much is trouble does that sort of record cause you when you're uh, linking up with them in the Wales squad then? I do have a bit of banter and a bit of grief from the boys, but um, that's just about to have a laugh and a joke, but come Saturday we won't be friends and we'll be going for the same thing. Overall, you're in better form as a team, aren't you, coming into this? Yeah, I think they've had um, two like, weak performances against Ulster and Ulster played well to beat them, but I don't think we can take that into consideration because they're a different team, I think, this week in the league. So, um, yeah, we're looking forward to it, but can't underestimate them at all, I don't think. It's a really important uh, time for you, both in terms of the league and in terms of uh, you know local rivalries. I guess over the uh, over the three weeks now, derby games. Yeah, like this game will play play a big part in our season and where where we end up. And I think the two two games afterwards will as well. So looking forward to the three derby games because everyone wants to play in them, and uh, it's a lot of bragging rights at stake. I think as well. How about your partnership with Scott? How's that going so far this season? Yeah, it's brilliant. He brings um, a lot of experience to the team. He's 50 plus Welsh caps, numerous Scarlet caps. So I think it's good we've got him in the team when he obviously missed out and played him in their place. So it'll be good to have him back. And obviously he knows this sort of structure and what they play. So he's going to be a big influence on everyone this week. Good rest. We've got four or five centres are really pushing the start. So I think it's keeping everyone on their toes and we've got to play our best week if we want to start each week then. What about the rivalry with the Scarlet centres? Obviously, you know, you want to do well for the Ospreys, but. With games like this, you want to do well on a personal level as well? Yeah, I think it'll be a good test. Obviously, if it's me, Scott and Corey against Parksy and Foxy, so it's a good test for us, obviously for Six Nations, if, if select. this was obviously international competition on the line as well. Personal level, I want to play better than Harley Bass because obviously he's in, he's in my position for Wales, so I do want to play better. And then obviously, <coughs> kind of a too selfish because it's going to affect the team if I'm just looking after myself and all the other boys. Over the, the Christmas period, the, uh, the three games spread out a little bit more than they have been over previous seasons, when it was often three rounds of games in two weeks, so how much difference does that make to you? Got a lot more training time and obviously got a lot of time to recover now, so for each game will probably be a lot fresher than we have been over previous years, so hopefully be better games and, and the weather holds out a little bit, so some enjoyable rugby hopefully. Oh, when um, Thomas threw this Ripley made uh, was like a trademark for yourself, is that, is that something you've recent or something you've always had? Um, from a young self, I always yeah. ripped the ball, it helped me avoid tackling for one. And, um, <laughs> it's quite an easy way to get the ball back, I think, and like, my older brother is really good with it, so I just right. kind of try and bring that into my game as, as much as possible. He's got a great rip of the ball, and obviously I learned from him how to do it as well, so it's good that we've got, we got forwards that can turn the ball over, but we've got backs as well and get the ball back for us. Do you put pressure on yourself these big games? Um, once I put pressure on myself, I know what I expect myself, and I know I expect myself to play better in party because yeah. he's my you know, competition really. So don't put too much pressure on myself because I get a bit selfish, I can do. But um, 
yeah, it's in your back of your mind. You wanna wanna play well and be in contention for selection. Do you speak to any of the Scarlet's boys in the build-up? Um, I probably won't speak to any. No, I'll just see them after the game. Hopefully, when we've won, fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Before that, of course, the Blues entertained the Dragons. Here's Blues second row, Seb Davis. Home game, it should be, I think, it's a sellout. So I'm um, you know, looking forward to uh, getting stuck into them. Got quite a big pack, you know, pretty good driving game. A lot of big names in their team. Some dangerous backs as well. So as long as the weather holds up, should be able to contain them. Just looking forward to going out there. Coming up against some familiar faces as well. Looking forward to that. Yeah, it should be good. They've all played well this season. Played well for Wales as well, so um, it'll be nice to get a run out against some friends. Yeah, a chance to get one over Corey Hill. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. You know, he's been in excellent form for Wales and the Dragons for the past few seasons, so um, now it should be good to go out against him. It was nice to have a full house on the weekend, but big games coming thick and fast. Yeah, it's nice having a big crowd. You know, it really does help. I know it's sort of cliche, but it does help the boys out. And um, first half in both the games we played played pretty well, but um, obviously just let it slip in the second half so um, you know, keep that performance for 80 minutes I'm sure we'll get a job done three derbies now so a chance to get some momentum and um, build up our points in the league Played for 80 minutes like you did against Sargsons it'd be a tough team to beat them you lost you'd rather win but how much confidence do you take as a squad from those Yeah I think especially the first half you know the first half in the away game was probably our best defensive performance the season so far so I think um, you know, we've taken a lot of confidence out of uh, the first half but yeah, I think we just need to play the way we did in the first half for you know eighty minutes. You're a bit of an utility forward, don't you? We played eight, obviously played lock, played yeah. six. Is that is it tough sometimes going between positions? Uh, I don't think so. No, I think I sort of maybe the first couple of times I did it was a, a little bit unfamiliar, but um, you sort of just get used to it. Really, I think a lot of the you know teammates help each other out, and um, when I move positions, that's what they did and frustrating. So you know you get to learn different positions. So I think more positions you learn, I suppose, the better really. So you came back from Wales and you've gone straight back into the second row though. How much have you enjoyed your rugby in the last couple of weeks there, particularly when you think of you know, you're going up against the British Lion and George Cruz, um, Will Skelton, an absolute giant of a bloke. How much have you enjoyed those encounters? Really enjoyed it, you know. It's, sometimes it's not just about like their players or whatever, it's about like the whole team and playing against a team like Saris and they've got, you know, superstars everywhere. It's just uh, you know, it makes the game maybe a bit more special, I suppose, playing against you know big name players and then so much to look forward to and then so much to report back on next week after the Christmas turkey of course but until then from the Principality World Rugby Union podcast goodbye